0: Podcast that is brought to you by the team here at Cornerstone Therapies. If you know, you know, but if you don't know, this is the podcast where we unwind the science from the fiction when it comes to the world of therapeutics. My name is Jenny Walker, I'm your host, and I also have 20 years' experience of being an integrative physical rehab therapist. As always, I just wanted to thank you for making this all happen. Producing a podcast is a dream, but without all of you liking, sharing and doing the old subscribing thing, it wouldn't be able to be lived out. So thank you for doing all of that. And thank you for making Friday mornings at seven something we all really look forward to. So today we are taking a look at an article that was published in The Critic and I never thought I would say this but there is actually a trigger warning for today's episode because we're looking at trauma and if you're just not in a place to hear about that, you don't want to go there with us, that's absolutely fine. I would advise you click out of this and join us on next week's episode when we'll be looking at something a little less gritty. But today we are looking at the subject of trauma and we are looking at an article that was published in The Critic by somebody called Ella Wheelan, and the article is called The School of Hard Knocks and it's in issue 20, which is the August-September edition and we're on pages 16 to 17 if you want to join us there. The whole point of The Critic magazine is that they want to create debate so a lot of their articles are quite hard-hitting and not something that sits easy with me a lot of the time. And this was no different. I also head this up with the fact that I am a trauma therapist and I enjoy looking at the psychosomatic breakdown of trauma and how it affects the body and the mind. I work with a lot of psychotherapists, a lot of counsellors, and we help our clients unwind what has happened to them in the past so that they can step into a future with lessened pain and lessened um, concern around their own mental health. And mental health and physical health is not something that is often talked about together. But I am actually a psychosomatic therapist. Psycho just means mind, somatic means body. And here at Cornerstone Therapies, my aim is really to bring the two together and allow you to work in harmony with your mind and body. So when you feel that you're a bit out of sorts, you can kind of like work that through a bit better and with a lot more ease. We also need to start talking about what trauma is and what it isn't. And I actually really like hard and fast definitions. And that's why we're going to the dictionary first and foremost. Trauma on the online dictionary is helpfully dissected into both pathology, which is the somatic part, and the psychiatry, which is the psycho part of psychosomatic. And first of all, they say that the pathology of trauma is when a body is wound or shocked and produced by a sudden physical injury or as from violence or accident. And it's the condition produced by traumatization or traumatism. The psychiatry part of trauma is the experience that produces psychological injury or pain and the psychological injury so caused. I think this is really relevant when we're talking about um, how we come out of trauma. A lot of the time we can talk about a bad day, week, month, pandemic, odyssey and we can go to the pub, talk with our mates, talk about what's happened and we can walk on from that and that is absolutely fine, that's not trauma dumping, that's just humans building relationships so we can have a healthy society around us and we can have friends and family around us that can help us out of bad times and i think also we need to stop using the phrase trauma dumping if you've ever used that against somebody or if you've ever had it used against you um i really ask that we kind of like use a lot of grace and forgiveness around that and it's certainly a phrase that i never want to hear here in the studio you never dump trauma on somebody expressing your experience isn't trauma dumping in a safe friendship with healthy boundaries that should never ever be an issue However, trauma is something that we all go through and the article that we're looking at in the Critic um, magazine really has an issue with how we're taking trauma on as a society, how it's affecting mental health and how we see that in social media and I really want to take issue with it. There is a difference between resilience and being able to hold bad days, bad weeks and stuff that psychologically impacts you. We're recording this actually on the day that Simone Biles did the balance beam at the Olympics and she won bronze after coming out of the Olympics for quite a few of her routines because of something she called the twisties. The twisties is something that I can vaguely relate to on the basis that I used to climb a lot and you have to be in a very safe headspace to climb. You can fall a long way if you're lead climbing and you need to be in a very secure space to allow that to happen without injury. The twisties that Simone Biles had meant that when she was going very, very fast on a vault, she felt that she wasn't in the mental health space where she could do that safely without causing Physical injury, she was so aware of where she was in her head that we just need to give her full credit for stepping back and going, you know what, guys? I'm not going to be physically safe and I will put myself in physical trauma if I do that. So I'm going to say no. I think that should be applauded. That isn't something that should be taken away and I think as we, as a society, embrace more sports people dropping back and saying, you know what, today's not my day, I'm going to pull out, it's not safe for me to do that. That is not something that we should ever take away from them and we should actually applaud that In The Critic, they took issue with that. They said that actually this means that we're not allowing people to have resilience. We're not building a resilient um, society if people are just dropping out because they feel they can't compete on a day. I would say actually screw you. This is not a place where we should be saying that um, people should be afraid of that. They should be absolutely heralded for it. Where I come to in a more day-to-day, I don't treat Simone Biles, although I would love to, um, I see this in the treatment room in very specific cases. The one that comes to mind the most was when I was treating a young gentleman, let's call him Tom, and he was a rugby player and he played for his university and for his county. And when he was about 16, 17, he had had an experience on the rugby pitch that had caused three years later a complete issue. When he was at university, he was finding that as he picked up his kit bag, he was having the first flutters of anxiety. And by the time he got to the practice pitch or let alone a match, he was having full-on panic attacks and his body was completely braced. His back was in spasm, he really hurt a huge amount and he just couldn't get his body to work properly as well as experiencing these anxiety attacks. In fact, his musculature, his fascia, his myofascial system was so locked down that he couldn't do a baby cobra when he was um, lying on his tummy on a yoga mat and this really concerns me. His breathing was really shallow, and this was when he was quite relaxed in my studio, which gave me a real big insight in how far this anxiety had actually gone for him. But after a couple of sessions, we got talking about an event that happened on the pitch when he was he was a bit younger, about three years beforehand. And he had beat, he was a prop. He was six foot five, and he just got completely hammered in a tackle. And the guy from the opposing team had sworn at him and had verbally abused his family, which was not okay on any level. No sportsman would say that that was appropriate. But this had kind of like culminated at a time where he was going through normal teenage stuff. He came from a very safe background. He had great parents who loved him with fantastic siblings. He had a great girlfriend but also he was going through a levels and getting into university and it was quite a stressful time for him when this incident occurred by the time i saw him this incident because it hadn't been dealt with because he hadn't verbally vented it and he hadn't processed it well his body and mind had linked the rugby pitch with a warfare situation he was way up on his fight and flight and we had to kind of work him down from that I was able to help with the physical side, but actually we worked with a sports psychologist for about four or five sessions just to work that process through so he could finally say goodbye to this really traumatic issue that had happened on the pitch a few years ago. And he worked with a great PT that understood what rugby meant. It wasn't just the game, it was the team that he was in, it was the society that was in he was in. And this PT also understood that when he went on the pitch, his body was going to get slammed which meant that actually his brain was trying to protect him with this anxiety. It was saying, don't go back there. It's going to hurt both mentally and physically. This little case study is trauma on a psychosomatic level. And I think it's a really neat one to look at. Sometimes you won't have that very clear-cut, this happened, therefore I'm in pain now. But it does show how the body and mind link together to try and keep you safe at times and how we can work that through in a very cohesive manner. But resilience isn't built up by being told to pull your socks up, which was a sentence used in the Critic article, which I just absolutely hated. They went on to talk about how red pens were being banned from school in case this harmed children's mental health and how actually this may be going over the edge of what we should be doing to protect people from trauma. Well I have to say as a dyslexic in the 80s that red pen traumatized me beyond belief and it actually stopped me from doing extra education later on in life and only now in my early 40s have I gone on to do an MSc and I have to I have to really thank my tutors for never using red in their online edits for my dissertation it really helped my My teacher actually used blue and it was a very neutral color to look at. But I tell you what, if she'd used red, all that kind of sinking judgment that I had when I was a child at school would have come roaring back. That's a psychological trauma that I've learned how to deal with. But my physical response to a red biro even now is quite profound. I get quite tight in my chest and we have to work through that. And, That's not to say that I'm not a resilient person and I have gone on to do fantastic things both in education and in my profession at work but that red pen, it's a trigger. We don't want it and it's not to say that anything more than just make sure you're looking after people in a healthy way. What we're striving to do with psychosomatic therapy is give trauma space. So When people come and they've had a traumatic injury or life experience, the job of the treatment room and with healthy professional boundaries is to allow our clients to come and deal with that. We unwind that. Therapy is unwound. And we allow that process to find peace within the body and the mind. We never say that it didn't happen. We never say that it is belittled. We never say that it should have a, sm- like a small space in your life. This trauma has caused you issues. And I think a good therapist will allow you to experience that in body and mind and say, yeah, we hold that space with you. We want you to vent it out with a psychologist or a counsellor. You'll be doing that verbally. And with me and people like me, you'll be doing that physically. So we'll be dealing with a lot of your pain patterns. What I tend to find is when we have works with physical rehab therapy for trauma, there is a softening in the body. There's often a softening in the voice. There's a softening in the breath. There's a softening in the whole projection of life. And it's a long process at times. But when we get there, it's golden. And what we want is for you to be able to walk along in your life, enjoy your life without pain, without having those triggers glaring at you. Like I can pick up a red biro and say that's okay. I don't particularly like them and I don't own one, but it's not going to harm me. Whereas actually I had to work through quite a process of that before I started education again and go, well, what does that mean for me? And I also would like to say that, you know, Life happens. It does build resilience within us and that is a good thing. Resilience is a great thing and it makes us stronger. But when trauma has happened, it needs to be given space. We need to work through it in a very safe way and in order to give you peace. So that's today. That's my reaction on the Critics Article by um, Ella Whelan. I don't agree with it, but I really thank the magazine for publishing it. I thank I thank it for the debate it sparks. And if you have anything to add, please do so in the comments below. And we look forward to being in touch with you. Take care, have a safe and great week. And we'll be here next Friday to share Annette's podcast on Therapy Unwound. See you soon. Bye.